Oh, hey, you are listening to the Therapist Evolved podcast. I am your host, Chastity Holcomb, a fellow therapist and your new favorite gentle challenger. Much like you, I was sold on the therapist dream of feeling a private practice, but it turns out it ain't all what it's cracked up to be. I mean, hello? I knew I needed a different business model because I wanted more time, I needed more space, and I wanted more income and impact freedom. So I decreased my therapy caseload by turning my private practice expertise into a thriving community. I learned a lot about online marketing, sales, and what it takes to lead a curated community and enroll high-ticket clients into my coaching programs. And on this podcast, I'm letting it all hang out and sharing it all with you so that you can decrease your therapy caseload with a sustainable high-ticket group coaching program too. Let's get started, shall we? There is a real identity crisis that happens when you finally decide that coaching is going to be your avenue of doing what you love. I have experienced this identity crisis. A lot of the therapists in my program have experienced this crisis. And I want to talk about that today. I just want to let's just like put it out on the table. Okay. (laughs) If you're new to me, hello, my name is Chastity. I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you today. Um, I think it might be liberating, honestly. Um, Anytime I talk about this whole dynamic between our identity as a person versus our identity as a therapist and how we have somewhere along the way tangled up who we are with what we do, it just always unlocks a lot of thoughts. And so I wanted to bring the conversation here. And so, you know, as we're talking, just give me a head nod, raise your hand, be like, "Mm -hmm, girl, you know, not like you do with your with your clients in your therapy practice, because I want to feel the energy. Okay, I want to feel it. (laughs) So let's kind of get into it. So you know, when we are in graduate school, we are just so, again, intertwined with this, this idea of becoming this expert, becoming this professional, that for so long, all we do and all we think about is helping other people under this umbrella, right? So we are, you know, learning all of these tools and the ABCs and the CBTs and the EMDRs and the blah, 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 blahs and all of the things, right? And we're trying to determine like, okay, which which um, avenue am I going to flow with when it comes to helping my clients? And of course, when you're in graduate school, you don't know. You kind of have to do it by, you know, fire and trial <laughs> in, your, in your practice and even before then. And so then you graduate and, you know, you're doing these internships and then finally you land in your private practice where you have a little bit more space, a little bit more freedom to determine how you specifically want to show up as a therapist. And while things are still like flowy, right? Like, you know, the flow I'm talking about when you have those... I call them star clients where you just like you get chill bumps when they're when when you're with them, you go in deep with them. They do the work. You love it. Like those clients right there in your private practice. I have them. I know you do, too. But you you kind of have this sense of like, I know what I'm doing and it feels good to be in this flow. And in private practice, especially at the point that you are, where you've been able to build up your, your practice, fill it up, and you have, you know, all these people in, on your caseload, a lot of the therapists I talk to have at least 15 clients in their caseload. And so your, your schedule is full. 
hopefully it's full of aligned clients, but you know, we'll talk about that. Um, but you have these clients in your practice. You, you have the ones that you really enjoy working with. You're in this flow and you feel like when you're in this flow, you feel this like fulfillment, right? You feel this, like I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing it and I'm doing it right. Ain't that a song? Um, (laughs) so when you have this, this, this enlightenment, this like aha moment of, of going through all of the things you had to go through in graduate school to get to this point now in your private practice, it being full, you making good money in your private practice and having this feeling of like, aha, I've made it right. Like I've, I've gotten it. And then something happens. It happened for me. It happened to a lot of the clients in my program. It happened to a lot of therapists I talked to where it's like, mm, ah, there has to be more, you know, there has to be more out there for me. There's this internal tug of greater impact, less restriction, more time, like less of the, I have to be so set in this box and, um, kind of chained down to these, these red tape mentalities, these ethical guidelines, which do serve a purpose. And we know that, you know, ethics, they all exist because at some point somebody lost their mind. Okay. And, and they created these ethics in order to keep clients safe. So this is not like a knock-in of ethics or a knock-in of license or anything like that. But there does come a point in this career where you realize so much of who you are has been diluted because of the things that you cannot do or express. I want to give you an example. So I am a person that loves to laugh. I love to tell stories. I love to be in it. And I love to be who I am because when I'm not, it's just, it don't feel good. You know, it just like feel off. (laughs) So there's a time in uh, my private practice, although I was on my own, I was making my own rules. I was accepting, you know, the clients and I got to pick my hours and all of these things, there was a time that I still kind of felt this restriction and I couldn't really pinpoint where it was coming from until one day it was like, it's this, um, I don't want to call it a fog, but it's like this thing that follows you that tells you no matter how quote unquote authentic you feel like you're showing up as when you're showing up as this therapist, it's like, I'm up here, you're down here. It just, it didn't connect the way that I wanted to do. You feel that? Like, have you experienced that in your practice where you're like, there has to be another way that I can help people in the way that I want to help them. That's, you know, I'm not afraid or fearful that like I'm, I'm, you know, stepping out of a modality or, you know, I can't, uh, I can't say this particular thing or I can't mention this particular thing because that might be unethical. And I don't want them to think this about me and boundaries and the client is over there and I'm over here. And I mean, just all the things. So there was this, this point, this like light bulb for me, this tug, really this calling, I believe God was stepping into and telling me like, girl, listen, I got some other things for you to do. (laughs) And being able to listen to that 
um, get into coaching, first hearing about coaching and then actually getting into it. I was like, this is, this is it. But let's talk about that identity crisis that happened before I was willing to accept that this was going to be it for me. Right. So I think a lot of times, you know, um, I think of, you know, getting CEUs and, and, um, practicing under a license and, you know, trying to be ethical out here in these streets, (laughs) we are, basically renting out our license, right? The moment you let your CEUs lapse or you let your, you know, a registration lapse, they're like, coach, we never knew you. We never knew you. You're going to have to come back around, wait, you know, the paperwork and all kind of stuff. But you're like renting out this in this invisible line, this invisible space to be able to like give you this stamp of approval of what you're doing is okay. And like, you can continue to call yourself this, this prestige title in order for you to, to do this work. But here's what I want you to remember. Renting out a license is not the same as renting out your gift. Let me run that back. Renting out your license is not the same as renting out your gift. The gift that you have of listening, of connecting to people, of being able to take someone's thoughts and their experience and uh, uh, formulate it into a way where they understand and not only understand, but they soak it in and it allows them to transform their lives and their relationships and the person that they are and how they show up in the world. That is a gift that no man, no license, no woman, no supervisor, no entity, no agency, no private practice, no nothing can take from you. So whether you wear the hat of a therapist, whether you wear the hat of a coach, you yourself will remain with this gift. So the identity shift that comes up, you know, identity is basically being able to repeat patterns, thoughts, feelings, behaviors over and over and over again. What we what we repeat, we are. And so you calling yourself a therapist, getting used to letting that roll off of your tongue, people understanding that's who you are, you kind of have these behaviors about yourself, things that you say, don't say, Um, like I talked to some therapists who um, have not yet, you know, created their their pages on on Instagram or like started marketing themselves um, just yet. And they talk about this fear of like even putting their names on their profiles like this fear that my my therapy clients are going to find me and, you know, they're going to see this part of me that I don't necessarily want them to see. And we have to step back and think about what that is actually doing to us and our ability to be who we are, no matter where we are. If we were thinking about, you know, talking to a client about a relationship where this person had to alter who they were If this person, you know, if their partner or the person that they were in a relationship, if they were around them, if they had to alter who they were just because this person was around them. I mean, like, what would what would you call that relationship? I'm just asking, asking for a friend. Would you call it healthy? Would you call it a little dysfunctional? I mean, just kind of going back to what I was saying earlier. I want to be me at all times. 
I believe that God created me the way that he did on purpose. And I don't want to dilute who I am because of there, there's this title attached to it. Oh, what, what if my client sees this? And oh, you know, what if they say that? And I don't want the people to feel like, you know, I'm not professional or I'm not respectable if I am not showing up as a quote unquote therapist. Can I just free you up for a moment and just let you know that you are worth being seen outside of that title. You are worth being respected outside of that title. No matter how smart you sound on paper, all of the letters behind your name, all of the certifications that you have completed and racked up all these years, like just you, you, you are worth being recognized for the value and the gift that you provide without that. So now that you are trying to, you know, be in this place where you're wanting to decrease your therapy caseload and really take coaching on by storm and make this your full-time source of income, it's like, Yes, the identity shift will be there. There's going to be this challenge because you have been operating under this umbrella and under this title as a therapist for so long. But I want you to never forget who you are. Never forget the respect that is on your name alone. And so exercising and expressing yourself from this place of no matter where I am, like I'm good, no matter how I help, I'm good. No matter who I help, in what capacity, under what title, I'm good. Whether it is through, you know, a virtual therapy session, a brick and mortar therapy session, right? Um, or whether it is through a coaching program where I'm, I'm, you know, providing transformations on both ends of that spectrum. It doesn't have to be this like, you know, weird vibe. It's just you showing up. It is just you showing up. Your clinical license does not own your gift. I hope that's the biggest takeaway from today's episode um, that you realize, yes, that identity shift is there, but it doesn't have to mean, you know, that you have lost your giftings as you're thinking about, um, stepping away from or just kind of decreasing or uh, loosening loosening up that attachment that you have with your license like you're gonna be good baby girl you're gonna be good okay I hope this was helpful just giving you a quick little pick-me-up nugget your license does not does not own your gift Thank you so much for listening to the Therapist Evolved podcast. I mean, we always have the best conversations, don't we? So why stop here? If you're a private practice psychotherapist who's ready to decrease your therapy caseload with a sustainable coaching business model, I think my program Evolve has a seat with your name on it. This program is a robust system that allows expert therapists just like you to create and launch a 3K or more group coaching program. Apply for Evolve by going to chastityholcomb.com backslash evolve or clicking the link in the description once you apply you'll receive an exclusive training on three critical steps you must take to decrease your therapy caseload without jeopardizing your income find out which step you need to focus on most by applying for evolve today 
and I cannot wait to chat with you more about how Evolve can support you and your business. All right, darling, chat with you soon.